नमो भगवते वसुदेवाया। We're going to read from Shrimad Bhagavatam, Canto Three. Canto Three is the status quo. Chapter Three. Lord Krishna pastimes outside Vrindavana. The text today is 20, translation purport by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shila Prabhupada. Snegdam ismita valokena vajapiusha kalpayam charitrena navadena shriniketa chatmanam. Snegda, gentle. Ismita avalokena by a glance with a sweet smile. Vacha by words. Piusha kalpaya compared to nectar. Charitrena by character. Anavadiena without flaw. Shri fortune. Niketana residence. Cha and Atma na by his transcendental body. Translation. He was there in his transcendental body, the residence of the goddess of fortune, with his usual gentle and sweetly smiling face, his nectarian words and his flawless character. So Uddhava is speaking with Vidura, so Vidura, he wanted to hear from Uddhava. Vidura was traveling in the pilgrimage sites and he met Uddhava at the banks of the Jamuna. And what a more auspicious place for having Krishna Kata. Krishna Kata discussions about the Lord. Krishna Kata is the remedy for all our suffering, is the remedy for our material life. Unless one is devoted to hear Krishna Kata, to hear the achievements of the Lord, one cannot make any progress in one's spiritual life. So Krishna Kata is essential. For this reason, this Shrimad Bhagavatam is full of Krishna Kata. From the beginning to the end, from the beginning to the end, we start Shrimad Bhagavatam with the questions by the sages of Naimisharanya. Sutta Goswami speaking Srimad Bhavantan, Shukadeva Goswami speaking Srimad Bhavantan, now Uddhava speaking Srimad Bhavantan. So Uddhava describing the glories of the Lord. In the previous chapter he was describing the glories of Lord Krishna in Vrindavana Dhamma. And now this chapter he's describing the glories, the pastimes of the Lord outside Vrindavan, Dwarka, Mathura, and uh, we that we are reading Srimad Bhavantam, we are benefited 
In fact, I do these readings daily for my own purification. And anyone who hears is being purified as well. So we have to understand this is the main remedy for our uh, disease of this material existence is to hear, to hear the lilas, to hear the achievements of the Lord. And so here, Uddhava is describing to Vindura the achievements of the Lord. Again, the verse, He was there, Krishna, in his transcendental body, the residence of the goddess of fortune, with his usual gentle and sweetly smiling face, his nectarian words and his flawless character. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. In the previous verse it is described that Lord Krishna, being situated in the truths, truths of Sankhya philosophy, is detached from all kinds of mother. So Krishna is uh, situated in the transcendence. Sankhya philosophy means transcendence. Because Sankhya philosophy deals with the elements of this material nature. Earth, fire, water, ether, mind, intelligence, the sense, the uh, sensual activities, and the soul. They are described there are 24 elements in the Sankhya philosophy. And the soul is the most important because the soul uh, gives life to the, all these material elements. And uh, being situated in transcendence, being situated in Sankhya philosophy, one understands the relationship of the soul with this material nature, material cosmic manifestation. So that's uh, the main point in Sankhya philosophy, to understand the difference between matter and the spirit. We can see the difference. This body, for example, I mean, here is speaking. I can think. I can desire. I'm a living entity. But as soon as me, the soul, leaves this body, we die. I die. So what's going to happen with this body? The body has no more any activities, completely dead, completely dead. So this is Sankhya philosophy to understand that we are souls, we are in this material body. We are the living, living life. So Krishna, he was situated in these uh, truths of the Sankhya philosophy. Of course, he's the supreme soul. And uh, in this way, it says here that he's detached from the matter. Because this is the result to understand Sankhya philosophy. Because you understand that you are soul and you are uh, beyond, you are apart from this material body, then you become detached. You become detached because you know that all this is just uh, 
a great illusion. You're not attached for something that is dead. You cannot be attached. Like uh, if you love someone, you're very attached to that person. But as soon as that person dies, you have no attachment for that body who is dead. You give the last kiss when one in uh, one's coffins, the last kiss, and then you don't want to deal with that body anymore. So we become detached from this material nature when we understand Sankhya philosophy. Prabhupada says, in the present verse it is described that he is the residence of the goddess of fortune, Lakshmi Devi. So these two things are not at all contradictory. Lord Krishna is detached from the variegatedness of the inferior nature. So detachment of the Lord is by this material nature. He's not attached to it. Although he is as well in the material nature as is being described here. He was there in Dwarka. He was performing his lilas. But he was not attached to anything material. He was completely transcendental to the material nature. But he was attached to his superior nature. So it says here, Lord Sri Krishna is detached from the variegatedness of the inferior nature, this material nature. But he is in eternal, blissful enjoyment of the spiritual nature. Or his internal potency. So he enjoys his internal potency. Atmamaya. Atmamaya. That's the enjoyment of the Lord. The Lord is, it says that he is Satchid Ananda. Ishvara Parama Krishna. Ishvara is the supreme controller. And he is his constitution, Vigraha, Satchid Ananda. He sat eternal, chid, full of knowledge, and ananda, full of bliss. So he enjoys of bliss. He's uh, uh, all the time blissful, all the time blissful. And this is his uh, internal potency. There is parashakti and aparashakti. One who has, Prabhupada says, one who has a poor fund of knowledge cannot understand this distinction between the external and internal potencies. So, only a, a person in knowledge can understand what's para prakriti and apara prakriti. Uh, superior and inferior natures. In Bhagavad Gita, the internal potency is described as the para prakriti, internal potency. The apara prakriti 
is this material nature. Earth, water, fire, ether, air. This is uh, apara prakriti. In the Vishnu Purana also, the internal potency of Vishnu is described as para shakti. The Lord is never detached from the association of para shakti. He is never detached from the association of para shakti because this is his uh, transcendental nature. He, this is his spiritual nature. You see that uh, in the spiritual world, Krishna is never detached of anything. He's in, he enjoys with all his associates, with all his paraphernalia, all the time. But in this material world, when he comes down to this material world, he shows some opulence of uh, being detached from material matter. Like Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is the Supreme Personality of God, this incarnation of Krishna, at 20, when he was 24 years old, he took sannyas to teach us detachment from this material matter. So Krishna is not attached to this material universe. When he deals with this material universe, it's for our benefit. He comes down to this universe to uh, enlighten, to enlighten the conditioned souls. Paritranaya sadhunam. He comes to give pleasure, to protect his devotees. So he comes down to this material world to give his mercy, to liberate us from the clutch of Maya. So he's never detached from the association of Parashakti. This Parashakti and her manifestations are described in the Brahma Sanhita 537 as Ananda Chimaya Rasa Pratibhavitabhi. Ananda Chimaya Rasa Pratibhavitabhi. The Lord is eternally joyful and cognizant in the taste derived from such transcendental bliss. Negation of the variegatedness of the inferior energy does not necessitate negation of the positive transcendental bliss of the spiritual world. There are some Gyanis, uh, some spiritual practitioners uh, that they negate this material existence. Like the Buddhists, for example. The Buddhists, they negate this material ex existence. Everything is bad in this material world. But it says here, negation of the variegatedness of the inferior energy does not necessitate negation of the positive transcendental bliss of the spiritual world. Because we can observe that this material world is temporary and is full of miseries, then we may think that the spiritual world is the same thing. But no. To 
negates this variegatedness of this uh, inferior energy, apara prakriti, doesn't mean that you negate the variegatedness of the spiritual world. No. So the Mayavadis, they do not want a spiritual world. They just want to merge into the Brahma Jyoti, into the transcendental energy of the Lord. But they do not care about going back home, back to Godhead, going to the kingdom of God. Because they may think that, uh, well, if uh, all this is misery, the spiritual world is miserable as well. No, we cannot negate that uh, the spiritual world, the variegatedness of the spiritual world is real. This material world is false, it's temporary. But the spiritual world is eternal. And the activities here are full of miseries. But the activities in the spiritual world is full of bliss, cognizant, full of bliss. So in this way we cannot negate, deny the bliss of the spiritual world. Like the Buddhists, they say, like uh, the philosophers, like if you have a tooth pain, this tooth is giving you trouble, just pluck it out, pluck it out. No, the best thing is to care of the truth. So the same way. So we see that all this material nature is so miserable. We just want to negate it. We want to reject it. We want, we want to deny it. But in the spiritual practice, we understand that actually we have to cure ourselves because there is a superior nature, para, para prakriti. And we have to be situated in that spiritual nature. Therefore, the Lord's gentleness, His smile, His character, and everything related to Him are all transcendental. Everything in Krishna is transcendental. His gentleness, Krishna, you don't see Krishna anger. Of course, there are some lilas where he manifests his anger, but mainly through his incarnations like uh, Nirsinghadev. Nirsinghadev is the incarnation of the Lord, half man, half lion. And he came to destroy Vinashayatra Duskritam. He came to destroy Hiranyakashipu, who was mean towards his own uh, child, his own son. Prahlada Maharaj was so devoted to God, he could, could not see anything separate from the Lord. He was in such love with God that his father, was completely enraged. 
And the Hiranyakashipu wanted to kill his own son, Pralada Maharaj. And then when he was about to kill his own son, Pralada Maharaj, because Hiranyakashipu asked his son, what's this power that you always see, you always tell me that's superior to me? Where is this power? Where is he? Where is it? Is it inside that colon? And Pralada Maharaj said, yes, this power is everywhere. He's inside this colon. And Hiranyaka uh, Shippur okay, I will kill this power. And he with his weapon, sword, he tried to destroy the colon. And what happened? The half-man, half-lion, Shinursinha, they've appeared from inside the colon and they killed Hiranyakashipu. He manifests his rage, his wrath, that actually no one, even the demigods, they were afraid when they saw. So Krishna manifests his, uh, his anger, but usually as Nirsinghadev. But in Krishna's Leela, rarely you're going to see Krishna anger. Actually, when he's, is he anger? When Yasoda Mai put him aside, Yasoda Mai was milking him, breast milk, and as the milk that was on the stove was burning, was boiling. And when she saw the milk boiling, immediately she put aside Lord Krishna and went to take care of the milk. And Krishna was angered at that. He was biting his uh, lips. He was biting his lips. And he manifested some anger. But usually Krishna is very, very gentle, very kind to all his devotees. His kind, gentleness, and his smile, his character. Krishna was had a beautiful smile on his face, a smile that could um, work like a balsam. You see, it's described that when devotees see the Lord's face, they become so pleased, so satisfied, just by seeing his beautiful smile, his character. Krishna's character, his attitudes, they are always beautiful. Therefore, the Lord's gentleness, his smile, his character, everything related to him are all transcendental. Such manifestations of the internal potency are the reality of which 
The material shadow is only a temporary representation from which everyone with proper knowledge must be detached. Such manifestations of the internal potency are the reality. So spiritual world's reality, Krishna's reality, God's reality. It's real. But this material shadow, the material world is just a shadow of the spiritual world. Everything there in the spiritual world we can experiment here. Everything. But here is just a reflection, it's a shadow from the spiritual world. And this uh, shadow, this material world, as Prabhupada says here, a person with proper knowledge must be detached. Proper knowledge. Krishna says to Arjuna in the Bhagavad Gita that armed with uh, the weapons of knowledge, detachment and knowledge, get up and fight. Detachment and knowledge. This is essential. For this reason, this reason Srimad Bhavantan describes that by performing devotional service to the Lord, one is free from all detachment. He develops knowledge and detachment from this world. This is uh, the natural result of performing bhakti yoga, bhakti yoga, devotion, devotion to God. The natural result is that one de develops knowledge, who I am. I'm a spirit soul, sambandha, bideya, prayojana, I'm a spirit soul, there is a God, and there is a relationship with God. It's not that there is a God over there, and oh, that's nice, there is a God. No, there is a God over there, but we have to relate ourselves with Him. We have to practice devotional service. We have to mold our lives in a certain way that everything that we do, we do for the pleasure of the Lord. All of us, we have to eat. So, <coughs> in order to eat, we have to work. <coughs> in order to eat, we have to work. And then we work. When we work, we obtain some results, some fruit of that work. So that fruit of the work we use for buying food so we can eat. But when we use that fruit of our work to buy food and eat, as in the Bhagavad Gita says, we are just eating sin. But when we work and with that fruit of our work we buy fruit, we go to the market, and we go to the market thinking on Krishna, thinking on God, oh, I'm going to buy some fruits to God, for God. I'm going to buy some vegetable, some milk products for God. 
He comes home with that uh, shopping and he starts to cook in pleasure for the God. One wakes up in the morning, sits down, and starts to chant his Japa Mala. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. This is devotional service. Shavanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Padana, Sevanam, Archanam, Vadam, Dasya, Atmani, Vetanam. Hearing, chanting, remembering, all this is devotional service. So by devotional service, one can attain me. And by this devotional service too, uh, whatever we, we eat, when we chant, uh, whatever we do, we do for the pleasure of the Lord. These we develop knowledge that I am a soul, I, I have a relationship with God. And when we develop this knowledge, we have this relationship with God. We are all the time serving God. Naturally, you don't care about this material world. You become detached from this material world. You don't want to care. You don't care about this material world. So this is bhakti, devotional service to the Lord. So I'm going to read the verse again and then we're going to stop here. Shimad Bhavanta 3, Canto 3, Start of School, Chapter 3, The Pastimes of the Lord Outside Vrindavana, Text 20. Snigda smita valokena vacha pyusha kalpaya charitre nana vadena shinikitna chatmana. He was there in his transcendental body, the residence of the goddess of fortune, with his usual gentle and sweetly smiling face, his nectarian words, and his flawless character. Hare Krishna. Thank you so much for hearing this Krishna Kata, this Srimad Bhavantan. Now let's finish here. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you.